So we had dinner and drank some wine, and before the evening was over, we had formed a company and written a synopsis for our first book, which we then went on to finish in only a few months. The rest is history, contemporary history. Today, Bard and Surdequist have been translated into approximately twenty languages. It is hard to give the exact number. New editions and new markets keep appearing. New launches, more trips. It is hardly an exaggeration to say that the Netocrats has become a modern classic, and the two later books are quickly on their way to the same status. So what exactly are we saying that makes us stand out? What is so interesting about us? Well, in all modesty, and as an introduction for new readers, we would like to stress a few fundamental ideas. First of all, it is about change. To actually understand what a genuine revolution is and what it is not. The Netocrats could be described as the encyclopedia of change. A genuine revolution amounts to something extremely radical. If the conditions for our cultural biotope change fundamentally, this does not translate into the future being some kind of magnified version of the present, which is what lazy futurologists always claim. No, a genuine revolution means that the whole Darwinian system of punishments and rewards is restructured, which in turn results in a whole new set of talents and abilities being favored. And that in turn translates into big changes, always being bad news for the old elite, who after all, became the elite because they benefited from the old rules before the revolution occurred. This they always deny loudly, which is why friends of the truth must never flinch from seeing through and exposing their arguments. Meanwhile, the new elite initially moves under the radar, works in silence while growing stronger. Or rather, the new elite can be heard where old ears refuse to listen. Let us not forget how a new industrialist and academic elite emerged around the city squares of 17th century Europe, while the aristocrats and cardinals were arguing their heads off in their increasingly marginalized castles and churches in the countryside. The parallel with the revolution of today, including the power shift from the city square to cyberspace, is striking. So the next question will inevitably be, what is the cause of these revolutionary changes, and what thus constitutes the decisive force driving historical development? Our answer is media technology. Through media technology, we constantly develop new ways of communicating and cooperating with each other. Through communication and cooperation, we gradually develop a second nature that makes it possible for us to interact in a friendly and mutually enriching way with strangers. Our ancestors, the early humans, had a completely different view of strangers. If these were many and looked strong, the safest strategy was to run away as fast as possible or else you could just beat them to death. Why? For the simple reason that strangers were competitors in the struggle for survival and reproduction. Slowly, however, we learned how to make good use of strangers. The explanation is that new means of cooperation are made possible through new means of communication. This is why the digital interactivity on the Internet is an historical revolution of the same stature as spoken language, the art of writing, and the printing press once were. Completely new forms of cooperation are suddenly possible, 
undercutting old ways of communicating. What was once expensive and difficult now becomes easy and cheap, often even free. It is easier for people to organize themselves, share information among each other, and coordinate their actions without obstacles. This is why dramatically new conditions apply for organizations, companies, and all types of social structures. And that in turn will affect everyone and everything in all sectors of society. Politics, culture, finance, work. We end up with a set of completely new roles and expectations, both as citizens and consumers. This may be obvious to young people who grow up with the Internet as a natural and integrated part of everyday life. Others must learn to think differently and to understand the new conditions that are now in place. Our old images of the world and ourselves must be upgraded.